What's up, Cinecasters? It's Jonathan here, host of the Pod Charles Cinecast. Now, each and every week, we deliver you hopefully a quality podcast episode for free, where we cover the amazing place that is the Prince Charles Cinema. And in those episodes, we cover the amazing films that play in our program, and we try to introduce you to some of the amazing people to help run the place. From the research, the writing, the recording, producing, editing, the promoting, a lot of hard work goes into making this podcast. And that's while we're doing our normal jobs at the cinema at the same time. So back in January, we launched a Patreon to ask you, the listener, to help support all the additional work that goes into making this podcast. In return, we promised a monthly bonus episode to all $5 and up backers. We were so thrilled, like literally so thrilled to see so many people willing to support us. So I just want to thank everyone who's backed us along the way. It really does just mean so much to us. We know right now it's it's really a tough time for everyone. Money is tight and the world is really in an uncertain time. So if you have any money to help, please consider first just donating to like food banks, for instance, the Trussell Trust or to the NHS directly or just any other charities out there that are actually helping real people in need. If you'd like to help out the cinema, please consider purchasing a membership for yourself or a gift membership for a family member or a friend or gift vouchers to help pay for future tickets when we finally reopen. These can be found at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Please support the cinema if you can. But if you've been entertained in the least by our shenanigans each and every week and you like to give back to the podcast, please head over to Patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. You can be a dude and lend your support for as low as $1 a month. Or if you'd like a bonus episode every month, like the one you're about to hear, you can become a Cinecaster and support us for $5 or more a month. You'll not only get these future episodes, but you'll also gain access to all the Patreon episodes that we've already released. For instance, we've had a Showgirls episode and a Fast and the Furious episode. So there's a lot of good stuff there. And you can cancel at any time and still retain these bonus episodes until your monthly billing cycle expires. So the following episode you're about to hear was our debut episode from back in January, where myself and my former co-host, Ariane, reunited for the first time since she had to go back to Indonesia. And we talk about one of her favorite films. It's Josh and Benny Sapti's Uncut Gems. So if you enjoy this episode, remember there are more waiting for you at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. And if you don't want to support us just yet, well, that's cool. Just consider this a lovely bonus episode to help you pass time with. What is time anymore? Anywho, sit back and enjoy this absolutely free bonus edition of the Pod Charles Cinecast. Fuck this metro man. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> okay, it's recording. Hello, and welcome to this bonus edition of the Pod Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema, and I think Patreon? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Jonathan Voster, and you heard an extra voice. Oh my god, it's the return, finally, 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 of... Mm. Ariana Nantabucci. My daughter! <laughs> oh, Hi, it's been a long time. Been a long time. <laughs> uh we uh, briefly were starting to catch up by for the yeah. listeners. I stopped ourselves from properly catching up because we're doing mm-hmm. that for them, for their hard-earned yeah. money that they spent <laughs> their on hard-earned this. hard-earned money. Thank <laughs> you for the coin. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, this is a 
bonus Patreon episode, as Ariane said earlier. Uh, if you mm-hmm. are subscribing to Patreon, you are hearing this. I also may post a little bit of this uh, f- for free as a little sample, um, just Hi. to you know maybe intrigue some of those people who might miss our yeah, lovely chemistry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> might miss me specifically. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> not me. They hear me all the time. I'm a joke. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Ariane, how are, how are you doing? How are you doing? We were oh. chatting a little bit, but yeah. I am okay. I am doing all right thus far. You know, life. It is what it is. Uh, How are you, Jonathan? Um, I'm all good. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, trying to piece myself back together since you left. My God. It was like the the world of my, particularly technology uh, world has just falling apart. falling apart. (laughs) Do you think think Jesus broke down because I left? Well, I think Jesus broke down because I'm a dumbass who spilled wine That's into true. it. But yeah, yeah, maybe I spilled wine in it because of the deep-seated like uh, feeling of uh, neglect from you leaving. You know? Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I spilled wine on something. <laughs> what into your mouth? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, um, I've, been, I've been sober for three months, which is great. Ah, so. oh, damn. Is that how it is over yeah. there? Oh yeah, man. Shit. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be, man. That's right. I bet the guys yeah. can drink. Oh man, it's everybody if you can get out of the house at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> you you did not hear this. And my parents are not gonna pay money to hear this. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I can I can deny them maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Can can I kick someone I'll off of Patreon? I haven't figured that out yet, but um I don't want your money. <laughs> you can't hear maybe this. Maybe that's maybe that's the update. How to use Patreon. Patreon yeah. watch. Yeah, Patreon watch. <laughs> no, actually, it's uh, speaking of which, I uh, mm-hmm. you're you're in Indonesia again. Yes, um, I am. But I know you've been been at work doing some some bits and bobs. You were saying you're feeling a I'm bit stressed bit. out and stuff, and wanting to take a little yeah. bit of a break because since you got back, you've just been uh, yeah, grinding, been trying go, to go, go. get get yeah your next escape plan right. So this yeah. is the return <laughs> finally of uh, of Visa Watch. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? A Visa Watch, yeah. Escape plan. I love that. It's like that movie with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone that nobody watched. Um, everybody watched. Um, so far, okay. So when I got back, I used my newfound degree to apply for some postgrad courses, um, most of which are in the UK. Applied to one very specific school in the US. Um, seeing how that goes, I'm still waiting to hear back. And yeah, it's just been applying to internships or jobs or whatever but it's more so like i'm not trying to focus all my energy on that because it might like drive me crazy which it has um yeah uh but yeah i'm just trying to make the most of sort of i'm really lucky now where i'm at a place that i have a bit more free time than a lot of people i know and i'm kind of (laughs) grateful yeah um but i'm still doing social media for fuck it up which is great it's like a little piece of home Mm -hmm. you know taking it back home home um so yeah and yeah after basically after this month i'm gonna i'm gonna take a nice long break (laughs) from doing some stuff yeah and just trying to enjoy my time back home yeah today was really fun i I asked to like reschedule this because um my it was my grand's 78th birthday dinner just now oh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) great great she had a great time yeah 
Well, I mean, that's yeah. good. Uh, I think, you know, because you, you just don't really know what will happen. You no, know, exactly. Um, if you end up coming back here or going to the States, whatever you end up doing, I mean, you yeah. could be gone for a long period of time. And then me being exactly. someone who is not from London, living here mm-hmm. knows that you can get stuck here for a long time and not end up seeing people you love back home for a very long time. And uh, sometimes yeah. things may happen that uh, you, you know, are out of your your hands and you miss it. Or, you know, so, uh, you know, you just got to cherish it while you have it. Yeah, but, you know, really. we do miss you uh, tremendously here Aww, in London. I though. miss all of you. I miss yeah. London terribly. It's ridiculous. Like sometimes I just wake up and I'm walking around somewhere and I realize, oh, wait, I'm not in Peckham anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I would zone out and just be like, wait, that's not how I'm not going to work with this up. <laughs> yeah. But like it's 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 I'm on month three now. So I'm like, OK, no, I'm here. It's OK. It's OK. Yeah. But I've got like a little I've covered my wall with all the posters that I've got from when I was in London and uh, there's a side of my wall that's just photos and then there's like a diehard poster and underneath that is all my Prince Charles stuff so it's nice to it's nice little nice little wall nice little shrine <laughs> little shrine yeah. to the best place in the world it's um, like uh Helga Pataki's shrine to yeah. Arnold inside of <laughs> yeah. her cupboard you open it up oh my just, god you gotta shout out hey Arnold yeah. what a great show well I don't know. Like we're doing something special here. I think uh, people they've subscribed to us on Patreon who are listening oh, yeah. to this. They they've read the title, and uh, you know I think it was fitting that I said Arnold, Hey Arnold, uh-huh. um, yeah. because I feel like when last time I watched the film we we're about to talk about, yeah, I just start <laughs> I just start thinking about Arnold and how this film alternative title should just be Hey Arnold, yeah, because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler says, "Hey Arnold, Arnold, hey Arnold!" Like twenty billion he times. Say Arnold. He's he does Arnold like eighteen billion times. Arnold, Arnold. Hey, Arnold, Arnold. He does say favorite. "Hey Arnold" at least once. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> hey and it is set in New York, which is perfect. Yeah. Well. Let's just get into it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on, This man. is what we're like, here for. You know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my God. Ever since Ariane saw this film, it's, she's... Yeah. I've been consumed. Yeah. She's been consumed. She's been... She's... Like, uh, it's not cute. She's invented the softy hive, I think, like, in the Uncut Gems hive. Uh, we're talking about Uncut Gems. I don't think I've invented it. No, we are you, talking you about started it. I think you you started it. Um, I would love to take credit, but I'm pretty sure Hunter Harris started it. I think but. you're the uh, the oh, internet's you. biggest uh, biggest fan of Uncut Gems. I wish, but thank you. <laughs> I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, I'll put you pound pound for pound gems. against any any gems head out there. No, thanks, so. man. <laughs> Uh, how we blink sympathizers what's up (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Jim's is uh, about a man named Howie Ratner or Howard Ratner played by Adam Sandler Sandler. Uh, he's a a once successful New York jewelry dealer whose gambling addiction has left his family and career in shambles and him and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt always looking for the next big bet Howie 
thinks he finally hit it big after he imports a rare uncut black opal from Ethiopia. This gem ends up intriguing a very interested high-profile buyer who happens to be played by NBA legend Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, but the closer how he gets to finally winning big, the more he is forced to realize that he can't keep running from the consequences of his actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot going on in this film, um, but before we get into like the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. of the film, what in the yeah. fuck happened to make you turn into such a big uncut gems head? Uh, what, head. What, what what was yeah. it about this film when you saw it? And just God. give the listeners a bit of a, I might have already said it, but where, where, where did you find this film um, before seeing it for the first time? And how did you see it the first time? What was it? You can okay. let everyone in on it. All right. Okay. So I've been a big Safdie head for a really long time. Um, I really loved Eddie Longlegs. And then I remember seeing Good Time for the first time at the PCC. And I was just like, wow, um, incredible. Wow, incredible. And then the like little teasers started to come out about Uncut Gems, just sort of the poster. They didn't really release any footage yet. And then I was like, okay, I'm sold. Adam Sandler's in it. Can't wait. And then when I saw it for the first time, which is probably, again, one of my favorite favorite experiences ever so it was at the london film festival but it's not on the program not on the official program because it was the surprise film yeah and um a buddy of ours um natalie took me um via um some strings being pulled by our wonderful bfi friends and um yeah uh we were sort of like anxiously waiting for what the film was because we were we were worried that like okay no it's not gonna be it it's not gonna be chance come on like but then we were also like, oh, of course it is. It's the only thing in the like sort of festival season everywhere else that hasn't showed up in London. So we were like, of course yeah. it's going to be it. And then lights go down, two producer type people show up and they're like, oh, the filmmakers couldn't make it, but they left you guys this video message. Video comes up. It's the Safdies, Sandler, and one of the jewelers whose son is in the film in the Diamond District just being like, hey, hey, sorry, we can't make it London. Bye. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. <laughs> and then the film started and it was the best two hours and 15 minutes of my life. It's it's like everything. It's everything my middle school self could have asked for and more. Yeah. And I've grown to sort of appreciate not only that period of time, but also but also, I mean, obviously more like obviously to appreciate filmmaking a lot more in the yeah. sense that like. I did not like I didn't grow up in New York. I have no idea about like the diamond trade. I'm not Jewish. I was into basketball when I was really young. But there's something so human about this whole sort of ride that you're kind of just like, oh, God, no, I get it, dude. Like, I get you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's one of those things where like I was just so excited for everybody to see it that I couldn't stop talking about it, which is a thing that I do. If like anybody, if you've heard this podcast. Yeah. A bit of like your Synecdoche, New York. Uh, yeah, my Synecdoche thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, showgirls and Synecdoche, New York. You've got a new friend. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, this may have unseated showgirls, which is really freaky to me. Well, that's well, like one of my favorite films ever. I'll start diving into that probably towards the end because yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we should unpack the film a little bit and then we'll unpack, we'll unpack, unpack your brain after that. We'll unpack my brain. <laughs> we'll unpack, yeah. Yeah, so I remember that that whole thing happening. I remember hearing mm-hmm. that it was going to be the uh, secret film, surprise film, surprise mm-hmm. film at LFF. And um, yeah, God, it, it just I, I didn't I didn't get to see it then. 
And mm-hmm. it was probably like a couple months after London Film Festival, I finally saw it. Yeah. And, and it was, um, I remember you were going on and on about it on Twitter. And yeah, all the time. Yeah. And it got to a point where me and myself and Phil would uh, joke with you about like, particularly like the best like basketball oh yeah the best player. nba player yeah the in, best in actor history. in the nba <laughs> yeah and <laughs> uh, of course we kept we kept saying that it was uh michael jordan you know just fucking or with shack you. and or shack yeah and it kept it kept like uh it kept going it kept around going. and around and around uh but a lot of it would just ended up turning into just me picking at you almost just because of how much you talked about the film and it was something yeah. i hadn't seen so it was like yeah but finally Myself and Paul. Shout out, Paul. Shout out, Paul. Paul, I yeah. miss you. <laughs> he, uh, we, he, he ended up getting invited to come see like a little preview screening for uh, mm. people in cinema and stuff. So we ended up going and checking it out. And uh, we, neither one of us had seen it at that point. And we were just yeah. like sat in. It's a pretty comfortable little screening room. Uh, not mm. too many people there. And just kind of like sat back and just melted into like our seats for like the two hours it was unbelievable we were just you know just like on the edge of our seats and just like oh fuck i can't wait to see that again after it was over like i remember just being so excited about it i was like holy shit that was like that was like a fucking experience um i'm late to the softy part uh brothers party really because uh like i didn't see the I didn't see Good Time until after I watched Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things that, like you know, you know me, like at the cinema when something comes. Yeah, through, you don't like, get to catch stuff. Yeah, I, I like I kept hearing from so many people about how Good Time was amazing and all that, and I like just didn't get a chance to watch it when it was showing. I think we showed it again, like maybe when you caught it or something. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but like after its initial run, and mm-hmm. I missed it then again. And uh, I just kept missing it. And uh, finally, it was on Netflix around the time like I saw Uncut Gems. So I ended up watching it just, you know, a couple of days after. And I was just like, yeah. fucking hell. These guys have such a style. So, yeah, it was uh, uh, directed by Josh and Benny Softy. So they've also, as we the said, boys. good time. They've uh-huh. done Daddy Long Legs. Um, yeah. What was the other and one they did? Uh, Heaven Knows What. Heaven Knows What. And then, is there one more? Or they mostly just did a bunch of short films before that, Yeah, right? they did a bunch a bunch of shorts. A bunch of shorts, and yeah. And they, like, they, um, they were roommates with Greta Gerwig in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Josh has directed a bunch of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. And they're both, like, relatively young. I mean, they're, like, 33 yeah, yeah, yeah. and 35, like, I think, yeah. something like that. Which is, yeah. like, incredibly young, you know, and they have such a stupidly bright future ahead of them now it's it's crazy and they're so like with it as well like they understand look at all these changes happening and look at like who we are in terms of the industry and look how much change we can make given sort of how far that how like not really quickly but like how visible their rise to acclaim has been. And I think that's really cool. They did this podcast for A24 with Paul Thomas Anderson Mm -hmm. and you just hear that like they're so excited still about the process yeah. and I find that so cute and so sweet and I like read a bunch of interviews that Martin Scorsese gave and he was like yeah those Safdie boys they would come and visit the set of the Irishman and we're just like they would just they would just hang out and I was like that's so cool <laughs> yeah that's so cool there's they're, they're awesome really lucky they were able <laughs> yeah. to 
get to hang out with Scorsese on his set as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. They're they're awesome. So yeah, the film Uncut Gems, uh, just a little mm-hmm. bit more about it. Um, Adam Sandler, he plays this jeweler, as I said in the synopsis. He's mm-hmm. uh, basically just running himself thin. Uh, like he owes money to all these people. Uh, it's pretty impressive that they got someone like Adam Sandler. I'll go into a little bit more about that in a second. But yeah. um, Adam Sandler is a star. Fantastic. And He's fantastic. He, Best actor. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that as well. You know, yeah, the, the snob. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a, this amazing sort of presence, and it was like as the character Howard Ratner or Howie, however mm-hmm. you want to call him, um, he is a, like Howard is a star in that Howard district. Is, you know, like uh, yeah. in the in the Diamond District in New York City, he's like a he's a He's a star. Like everyone there knows who he is. He knows everyone. Uh, people care about him, but he also owes uh, money to money everyone. Money to everybody. He's pawning yeah. things off to everyone. Almost like robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, he's yeah, taking, yeah. he's taking like, you know, there's that, that bit at the beginning where he's like, got the um it's like i'll the give Michael you the Jackson. ring i'll give you the ring yeah <laughs> yeah From the he, weekend oh yeah, god yeah, the weekend yeah. we'll yeah, get into that oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> so he's got the michael jackson um thing the uh, michael the, jackson cross on the cross, on the cross. that's and, such a crazy piece yeah. also like oh my god yeah, the, the so amount absurd. of cultural weight <laughs> that piece has now good yeah. god <laughs> oh my god yeah and he's He's gotten that from this video shoot from a, was it, I guess that guy might've been the director of the shoot or something yeah. or a photo or a photographer or something that was doing a photo mm-hmm. shoot with the weekends who the yeah. weekend was wearing that piece. And he, yeah. he got it from it that dude and then just pawned it off immediately, you know, and he's constantly doing things like that throughout the whole film. It's pretty yeah, ridiculous. He's, a, he has a shop in New York city in the diamond KMH district Jules. and <laughs> yeah, which is great. Great shop. Uh, there's Great shop. a place here in London, actually. Um, fuck, what is it called? Um, yeah, I walked down the street like a few uh-huh. weeks after I saw Uncut Gems, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, this is this like, is like British Howie." On, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's called Hatton Garden um, oh, in okay. London, and it's a whole street that's just like completely full of jewelry stores. Some are sketchier looking than others. And then there's side mm-hmm. streets that have even sketchier looking ones that look like they're straight out of Uncut Gems. There's uh, guys out in the street, just like Uncut Gems, that are just like trying to, you know, sell you something. Love that. It's amazing. So, yeah, if you if you want to like get in the mindset. Uh, yeah, go walk you, through Hatton Gardens. Yeah, don't buy Hatton anything. <laughs> yeah. And then take the tube um, to Leicester Square. Get off. And go to the French Charles to see yeah. Uncut Gems. <laughs> on 35 millimeter. The only on place. Mil- the only place in the, in the UK. UK. And Come on. Maybe one of two. So one of two prints in the world. Because I yeah. think CPC the London. The Alamo Draft House got it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. CPC London was the like. Um, the UK the, one. The UK. But no, they made both prints. They made the one for the US. Oh my God. Like somehow through Paul, like convincing people or whatever. Mm-hmm talking to the people at netflix and uh whatnot they decided to get another one so and that's how we ended up getting it which is pretty sick anyway go go to hatton garden get in the mindset but anyway he 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 works in this well he owns this uh shop i must presumably owns this shop that uh is in new york's diamond district and Mm -hmm. inside the shop one day very early on in the film he's got a friend played by lakeith stanfield yeah he's got damani 
Yeah, who? Well, I guess he he's known for bringing in people to yeah celebrity. That's like his relationship people. with Howie. Yeah, yeah, he he brings them in. He gets high profile people to come into the shop to buy things, but he also has a weird sort of side job of selling you know fake Rolexes that mm-hmm. Howie for some reason has agreed to keep inside of his safe and Dumbass. is kind of hawking them off behind his back. But anyway. Uh, there's so much to unpack in that film. I mean, so like much. you could have like side stories galore. Yeah. Uh, like, cause I want to know more about how he's like before this whole story yeah. began. I want to know, you know, like how he got to I where want he more got. Julia. You know? I want more yeah. of his family life. I want more <laughs> Damani. Damani, I could just watch for yeah. hours. He's amazing. It's this whole thing of, oh, he's incredible. There's this whole thing of like, it's paced so well and so quickly Mm-hmm. But you're constantly bombarded with more and more layers, not necessarily like yeah. you are bombarded with information, but that information is so cleverly sort of overlaid on top of each other. And you really do get that sense of it's overwhelming. And I'm sure yeah. being Howie is over, like overwhelming and you get like a real sense for that. And I think it's just it's one of the many genius things about this. film. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So like so, yeah. Keith Stanfield's Damani like brings mm-hmm. in Kevin Garnett. The, the one and only legendary best Boston actor. Celtics, uh, yeah. best acting NBA uh, yeah. actor, you know, whatever uh, NBA star turned actor. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he brings in the real life Kevin Garnett, who's playing himself, which a is, younger version of, is a younger so, version of himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he is basically just trying to, I don't even really know what he's trying to do. Cause like, like Keith Stanfield, like wants, like Damani wants to sell him, one of his watches, Rolex. one of yeah. his Rolexes, and uh, how he just sort of refuses, and then he's kind of keeping him there. Yeah, you know, I guess just because he's a big bit of a basketball nerd, and he's like loving the fact that there's this uh, this, this big NBA celebrity player NBA in player shop, in yeah. the shop. So he, you know, he and then we get the Furbies, the famous gold like uh, oh, golden diamond iconic. encrusted Furbies, which is yeah. amazing, and like definitely we could have a, cured my fear of Furbies. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing about the Furby thing, though, is when um, they're pulling them out and they're showing them to Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, what is that, a gremlin? What is that? What is that, gremlin? And I like the whole thing of like, yeah, yeah, you know, like all those rappers getting weird, like shit, iced out. He started that yeah. shit. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. See, that's the thing. That's, that's another like I'm glad you you brought that up because I was thinking about that earlier when I was thinking about mm. like oh like what should we talk about during this bits and stuff and I was thinking about like his early his early life I want to see like I, the, yeah how like, he became Damani, Howard like yeah. yeah like Damani was just like yeah he he started that shit like he, all the rappers and stuff he he in the videos and all that that was him that's him mm. which is like in, insane like there's so much going on in this film uh, but it has like almost like. With the exception of like it just building up this big idea of what how he is to that mm-hmm. area, like this big myth of him, basically, um, it has real no bearing on the story. It's just like these no, extra completely. little t- tidbits that are just there, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, oh shit, what's going on? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he he's in the shop. He's got Kevin Garnett there. He's shown him these Furbies. He's not really trying to sell him anything like that. The yeah. uh, Keith Stanfield wants to sell him, and then next thing you know, he, he gets a package delivered, and it's this goddamn uh, big ass package. It's the titular gem. Yeah, it's the gem. It's inside of it's a fish. The gem. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside yeah. of a fish. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So the it's gym crazy. itself is, uh, from the outside, not extremely impressive, but then when you look at it and you get inside and you look inside and you have a viewer, it shows you the universe. Ooh. It shows you not just the universe. It shows you your whole life <laughs> yeah. like flashing before your eyes. I love that. And I yeah. was listening to, um, I think it was that same interview or it might have been a different one. But it was uh, Josh, I think Josh Safdie. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we were really struggling to sort of get those pictures of Kevin because he doesn't have any pictures of himself. Oh, really? So we had to ask so many people in his life to send him like pictures from throughout his life, which they sort of intercut <laughs> with that whole gem sequence. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was so excited to hear that. It's that whole thing. of Yeah. It's been a while since I've been this excited about something and still probably will be in the next 10 years. Like. I'll hear some crazy story Adina Menzel will give in like 15 years time. And I'll be like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Well, um, the film itself was inspired by the softy brothers, uh, father, actually he, at the t- yeah. uh, f- during his time, he was of working, uh, for a man who was also named Howard in yeah. the diamond district. Was a of lot Manhattan. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like, uh, Howard, and uh, most of the characters in the film, uh, the Softy brothers and the father are also Jewish and also avid basketball fans. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like their life story just kind of getting just injected into this film. Um, and, and that's why it's so personal, I think. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did this. And they're, they're like, the Softies are known for their uh, their ability to just like go in and just just research the fuck out of something you know oh yeah they go ham the first draft of the script was actually written back in 2009 yeah and the softy brothers they wanted to uh, a real life jew like a real like they didn't want like uh just get any old actor who wasn't a jew to portray the role so that's why they were like oh well let's go for adam sandler and they they had the screenplay back in 2009 like like 10 years ago they go to, you know, Adam Sandler or at least to his agent and present the script. And Adam Sandler's told the story quite a few times now since he's gone on the media circuits and just saying that yeah. it's like, you know, agent was just like, what? Like, no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. like, you want me, you you young kids to give this this script to Adam, to Adam Sandler. Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who do you think no, you are? Yeah. And that's the thing about them that like. I kind of wish I'm going to carry that for the rest of my life. Like they had the biggest balls to be able to do that. Like Josh must have been 25, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's insane. But it's also one of those things that like, if you really do believe in something, like no matter if it's going to take 10 years or 200, like it's going to, it's going to work out. Something's going to work out. And they happen to get the man that they wanted to get and everything else, which I love hearing about, like, Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett wasn't even supposed to be the basketball player they're going to like use in the film. It was more so that he was the one that was available, but it worked out in the end anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's Kevin Garnett. His name is a gem and he's a brilliant, he's brilliant. Like I, I can't imagine like Amari Stoudemire carrying this through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, uh, one of the two other uh, yeah. uh, basketball stars that they originally you know, we're looking at. It was Amari Stoudemire and then also um, Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid, yeah. So, I mean, I think it definitely worked out for the best that it ended up being Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's such such a funny time too, because it's like, you know, they, 
you know, this was 2009. The period mm-hmm. of time that they based the film in was 2012. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I just like, I remember being in Philadelphia at the time of 2012 into 2013. The Celtic Sixers season? Yeah. So this, yeah. This, when that I first moved in to Philly, like um, it was in the summer. Like, so it would have been during that period. But I wasn't really tuned in yet to what was going on. And then the next year, I properly was tuned in. And by that point, the Sixers had completely just flipped. Like, yeah. you know, they were a top team the year before during all that. And I kind of like remember that going on, but I wasn't quite tuned in because I was so fresh to living in Philly and I was just trying to get my feet on the ground. And then, you mm-hmm. know, the next year, you're like, good God, Philadelphia is such an insane sports city. Like, it's yeah. insane. Uh, very entertaining. And I spent a lot of time listening to like sports radio just because it was like, really fucking funny like because all they do is complain <laughs> you know like, all they do is complain and yeah. all they do is make ed- like guesses that sound educated yeah even though these are like people's abilities you're talking about <laughs> yeah. like i find that so funny um, yeah. but yeah no 2012 is one of like i remember 2012 really vividly yeah <laughs> because i was in middle school and this was a huge time um and i remember that season like i never really paid attention to the eastern conference when it came to the nba because my household like i grew up a rockets fan but the rest of my house cared about the lakers or the Mm. clippers and i was kind of like oh okay but then i remember i really remember just sitting in class with a bunch of my friends in between classes one of them had a laptop open googled youtube because none of us could like oh you know have league pass or i think that's what it was called at the time or still is and looked at the game highlights and boy you were kind of just like holy shit this is so crazy and then cut to like seven years later and like oh my god i remember that game i was like oh my god oh my god and then you kind of like think of how like reality can be weaved so seamlessly into fiction that you're kind of just like it's it's cool it's really cool that art can do that it's really yeah. nerdy to say that as well, but yeah, no, it just, yeah, it just reminded me of in that, like of being in that time. Cause that's all I cared about at that time too. All I cared about was basketball and all I cared about was hip hop and rap. Cause that's when I first started getting into it. And then with this film, having needle drops to Kendrick Lamar and rich homie Kwan and fucking like having the weekend perform like a song off of trilogy. It, it, it was just crazy to watch. Cause it was just like, what this is a period piece like this is a period piece i was alive for like what is going on and it's just it's i don't know that was sort of personal for me in some Mm -hmm. but yeah what were we talking about uh well no i mean like (laughs) no i mean that's great i mean i think that's sort of like important to Mm -hmm. like how this film affected you and like and you know it's nice and interesting to hear how it can affect different people yeah because i grew up in the michael jordan chicago bulls era and yeah. by the time that sort of phased out, I kind of, I I was, I don't know, like a, a young kid who was really into basketball at that time. But mm. I've, I don't know, I've since just kind of, it's not like I don't like basketball. It's just like, I just don't watch it anymore. Like, and uh. I, I phased out and I was completely like, I was aware of like, you know, the big stars like Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. at the time and, and all that of that era. But like, uh, so like when they, they drop the names in the film, like I know who they're talking about, but I just like, you know, I, I, I was more into baseball and stuff like that around yeah. that time. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing because like for me, like, uh, f- the music side of things, um, like the weekend, like I oh my God. knew of the weekend, never heard the weekend 
And mm-hmm. in my head, the weekend or never saw photos of the weekend or anything, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like you see that name. Oh, the weekend. You see it on flyers, blah, 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 posters, whatever. But yeah. in my head, not knowing anything about the weekend until I saw this film, really, I would have assumed the weekend could have been an, a group of people, not just one person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that, that <laughs> yeah. was what was in my head. And then I saw this film because I'm a dummy, whatever. I could be <laughs> so out of tune of like current popular culture stuff sometimes like you know you you hear the names and all that stupid shit and then you just don't like you just don't i don't care like i just don't i don't don't care but uh Mm -hmm. you know uh i don't know it's interesting how this film affected me is just being like how it can affect so many people in different ways i guess like you it's like speaks to you of the cultural time Uh, and for me it's just like fucking wild trip of a film like which is probably going to get a lot of people you know like um Mm. there's going to be like the people who are going to either be like oh man i was like living that shit and that makes sense to me there's probably people who were like diamond district fucking crazy dealers who who will watch this shit and just be like oh like i know that guy i know this this is my life you know and uh then you know then there's gonna be people like me who just like fucking hell what a trip <laughs> what a trip there's also like this whole thing coming back to the weekend like i remember like i remember the weekend being released you know what i mean like i remember like some guy in my class just being like have you heard this song and i was like okay this is cool and then all of my friends got onto it and then we all sort of found different ways to get copies of trilogy when it came out like whether mm-hmm. it was pirated off datpiff or we listened to like like you know those really long youtube videos of just the album <laughs> yeah because we couldn't afford to buy music um <laughs> and you you sort of and then like yeah the weekend slowly but surely became like i followed the rest of his music since then and until now sort of like i fell off a little bit but it's it was really cool to see like oh my god like this is what it was like then before before he even reached like the rest of the globe like you got to see sort of perhaps maybe in that period of time he was hanging out in new york with there were some diamond district jewelers in there you know yeah, like yeah. That, that must have been so cool to imagine and i adore that sequence like when him and howie start beating each other up and it's to swimming pools drank by kendrick lamar and i'm i just i just lost it i just went this has changed my life forever um <laughs> but that's another thing like yeah so many different people could relate to it but i think the most universal thing about it is that you're you're so rooting for this guy yeah that you know has not only made mistakes but has like he has either really really like blind faith in himself which he sort of does but he also is so aware of how flawed he is mm-hmm. and there's this one scene that i adore that i feel like that's what got me the most it's it's when he um he got beat up by Anos goons outside of 30 rock of all like of all places um he goes back to the store tells everybody to go home Julia comes in and he starts crying and he's like, I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I get you, man. Like, like, yeah, this is everybody in this room feeling this, that like he's everyone's sort of anxiety, I guess, externalized or Mm -hmm. like the, it's that like, I I wrote it in, um, I wrote a review for my blog the other day because I was like, I need to stop talking about this at some point. So I'm just going to let it out. (laughs) And I was kind of like, this is, there's this part of him that really wants to win and kind of needs to win yeah and like at the end he plays like the ultimate prize for that like yeah definitely like no matter the cost of what he needs to win you know but but it's that whole thing of you never know what's going to like you never know when the rug is going to be pulled under you Mm -hmm. but then imagine if you're howie and the second you step on a rug it's gone 
you know, like it's I don't know, it's my greatest fear. And I'm sure it's a lot of other people's. And maybe that's why and like one reason why this resonates so much across like demographics, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's such a crazy story because it's very similar to like the way uh, in Good Time you have Mm. a character. uh, God, I mean, I guess I guess we can just kind of talk about like for for instance with the uh adam sandler getting the mm-hmm. role and stuff like we were saying earlier is like he wrote they wrote this film like in 2009 him, yeah. and uh they offered it to adam sandler he declines i think they offered it to him again like you know a few years later mm-hmm. they he declined again uh and then he his, saw good time yeah. and he was like i'll take it <laughs> yeah and he, he took it because like you know he saw what you know they did for robert pattinson who apparently saw like a poster for heaven knows what and then watched it and was just like shit i want to get in on this and in the meantime you know they they had been writing you know mm-hmm. uh uncut gems and stuff for all this time and they were just like, all right well we can use this and we can go and they created this vehicle for robert pattinson and you know did such an amazing role that like Incredible. changed i think everyone's perceptions Perception of robert of pattinson completely like even me because i like, you know, I, I think I'd started to turn around on him anyway, like, um, because, you know, the, I've seen quite a few films in the, st- in the past and stuff with Robert Pattinson, where I've started to kind of get over that, you know, Twilight. The whole, like Twilight bullshit. Because Twilight, mm-hmm. like, I know it's of a time and people fucking yeah. love it, but like, I've seen it's ridiculous. them and they're like, they're n- just not that great. Like, they're not. you know, I understand why people like them if they grew up with yeah. that shit. But like, for someone who's older who wouldn't grow up and it's not really their like target, you know, um, who, who would watch it would just be like, Oh man. And then the acting is just kind of like, Oh God. Yeah. And it's just, it does I love it nothing because for, it's so trashy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, but it does nothing for Robert Pattinson no, or, or Kristen Stewart as, as actors, you know, like they're yeah, so they're much brilliant. better, you know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's great that the softies were able to create good time. And, uh, then, you know, like Robert Pattinson, had such a great you know time with that like that you know uh it convinced someone like adam sandler to take this role holy shit like you know i can do something because i don't like adam sandler doesn't need to do anything like he can he's got that sweetheart deal with netflix which this i guess is sort of tied into because it got it got you know it's a it's a netflix film yeah um but you know uh he could do whatever he, he, he can, wants yeah he can do whatever he wants to do he doesn't really have to prove to anyone anything anymore like um mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I've not really seen too much of him talking about why he did it and stuff, except for just being kind of interested in it. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. I've not heard him talk about, like, you know, oh, I felt like I had to prove anything to anyone or, like, oh, I wanted to do this to show that I, you know, I've still got it, you know, that sort of thing. Cause yeah. Adam Sandler's done some really amazing roles in the past anyway. I mean, uh, he's Punch worked drunk. A, yeah, Punch Drunk Love uh, with Paul Tom- Thomas Anderson. Uh, he did that film Rain Over Me, um, yeah. which is incredible. I he think, great. like, he, you know, uh, I've, I've, sorry, uh, like a piece yeah. of hair in my mouth or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I've, it was uh, cat hair. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, the cur- curb you enthusiasm. <laughs> what is, wait, what's going on? I think I swallowed a few big hair. <sighs> oh, I love yeah. Um, I wish the Safties would direct an episode of Curb. Yeah, I mean, Uncut Gems feels like it's just like a yeah, 
a really Cur- carbon acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's carbon crack. Yeah, it's like the leftover acid from Good Time. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, God, I kind of forgot where I was at. But um, anyway, yeah, Adam Sandler, you know, he, he can kind of do whatever he wants to do these days. And oh, him picking up that role is just incredible. Uh, he really, like, just knocked it out of the park. I mean, he's, he's done so many good things in the past, but he also has done so many stinkers. And, you know, he's gotten to oh, a yeah. point where he can kind of he can kind of do no wrong yeah yeah yeah. oh god it was just (laughs) the fact that he came out with murder mystery and uncut gems in like the shortest period of time i mean obviously not in the way they were shot but like in the way they were released both on netflix it's just yeah king shit like legendary behavior yeah also get away with anything this is the first film that adam sandler's been in since 2015 that's actually had a theatrical release well a live action film like he may have provided a voice or hotel transylvania yeah right but yeah uh, yeah, i think so yeah but like uh, i'm pretty deep in the sandler verse right now (laughs) so in i was saying on the podcast uh just the other day the uh, kevin smith episode that um i've i rewatched big daddy uh oh my god i think like maybe was it like a couple days before a a resale uncut gems but yeah it was just Mm -hmm. like great what a picture great Great. (laughs) it still holds up it's like yeah it's uh you know it's got a couple of moments that are a bit like eh, but um yeah you know for the most part it's it's actually not too bad you know they got gay characters in it where um adam sandler's character is sort of so accepting of him and then his, he's got one of his dumb friends of the adam sandler friends uh that yeah. show up in all of his goddamn films yeah <laughs> um but yeah one of them seems to be so uncomfortable with it and then you know he just like adam sandler's like oh you yeah, know like, man leave them alone they're, man, they're not bothering man. you <laughs> not bothering you man yeah, yeah but, um, i adore like his stuff even though like like i my brother and i rewatched the longest yard recently and it's one of those films that like yo this is so dodgy like you watch like i pronounce you chuck and larry the longest yard a bunch of other stuff like it's not even about whether or not it aged well but it's more like this guy can really do anything yeah like I'm going to rewatch Click, I think, in a couple of days with a couple yeah. of friends. That's like, yeah, I know. Lots of people despise that film. But I remember growing up and being like, oh, that's where I know Adam Sandler from. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because I'm really young. But, you know. Well, there's um, the uh, the guys from Red Letter Media. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with them, but they do. Mm-hmm. They do a really good, like, takedown about, I think it's Jack and Jill. And, oh, yeah, uh, of course. They they sort of God. Do, they start talking about they ha- like come up with a list of how they watch um, the film and stuff and they like wrote down predicting things that would happen in the film and now like I tend to do that as a bit of a game with Julia my wife uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll go on Netflix because there's almost every Adam Sandler film you can think of is on there literally and if we've not seen it or not seen it in a long time or like usually it'd be me that's not uh, that's seen it but doesn't remember it, and Julia's never seen it before so anyway it's almost like us both not seeing it before and we'll put it mm-hmm. on and we'll each have a list and we'll run a tally of like things that we predict will happen in the films because they're so predictable in a way like so predictable uh to a point like with a film like click like um you'll have all these moments that you you're you just know they're gonna because he hits these beats adam sandler just hits these beats and then like there'll be the moment of uh you know probably him getting kicked in the nuts or someone get hit in the nuts there'll be moments of him uh you know 
saying something that's probably not really nice towards women or yeah. one of his friends will say that or there'll be a moment where um you know he'll uh get in a fight with someone uh, and he'll probably win or unless if they're Bob Barker uh unless and then- <laughs> Bob Barker I really wish Bob Barker would have shut up and uncut gems <laughs> that would have been something hey howie yeah. From the back, it's Bob uh, Barker and Charles Barkley. Yeah, God. It's just well. like Howard, Howard, yeah. The, the, uh, Come on Into down. the 70-verse, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's trying to sell them different rings. Um, <laughs> He's trying to sell them Kevin yeah. Garnett's ring, which I thought was so funny. It was like, look at my ring. I got the Knicks ring and I got the Celtics ring. And I was like, you insane person. I love you. Yeah, Adam Sandler's crazy. I love how He's he crazy. like just really... Just took this role on though, like, and just really went for it, and uh, really went for it. I love ah, all the stories so of like they did a bunch of like tests, like screen tests with him before, obviously before the film was shot. Of him sort of walking around New York as Howie, and one of his tests with Julia, Julia Fox. Um, they went to do karaoke, mm-hmm. and when they did karaoke, Liam Payne from One Direction was there, which I also was like, this is too like my middle school life hitting me in the face. <laughs> But like he did karaoke with Liam Payne as Howie. And yeah. I was like, this is, of course, this would happen in this man's life because he's that kind of person. Yeah. Like just, yeah. And it, it's, yeah, I really want to see all this footage because I remember them. They also like just the Safdies released this like iPhone video of like Howie and his family in the car. Like so like Adina Menzel is singing, um, Seasons oh yeah, of love from Rent. Yeah, yeah, I remember and then seeing the, that. The daughter in the back is singing it in front of the person that popularized the song, and I was like, "There's everything is connected to this film somehow." <laughs> like their first AD was the second AD on Showgirls, so obviously I was destined to see this. Yeah, film. yeah, okay, yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. all lining up for you. All lining up, and I was like, "Yeah, of course, this is gonna." Like, I hope to be able to like talk about it when I'm like you know 50 something yeah yeah <laughs> if the world you know lasts that long well you brought up uh julia fox we haven't really talked yeah. about her yet and i know you i love her definitely want to talk about her but of course um, we can I just get into hours. <laughs> a bit of the the non-actors in the film so mm-hmm. a big thing that the softies do is they yeah. just they mix someone like we talked about adam sandler he's a big time star um big time star. there's adina menzel plays his, his wife in the film She's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously legendary after using her voice to uh, get her really, really famous for Frozen. And now she's, she's like showing up a little legend. bit. Yeah. Broadway legend showing up a little bit more in film these days. Um, an actual, actually on screen, not just uh, mm-hmm. animation. Uh, so, yeah. You like, got uh, Lakeith. Like, you got Lakeith Stanfield. We talked about him as Damani. He's amazing. He's had a year incredible. this year as well. He's like, had a big year. He's the done range, a lot of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. From Knives Out. I saw Knives Out um, before I saw Uncut Gems at the festival, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I check my schedule right. Or it might have been after. But it was, yeah, I was like, this is the Lakeith double bill I never expected. Yeah. Because those are just two polar opposite characters. I don't know if yeah. you've seen Knives Out yet. Not but, yet. Uh, yeah. I've like been wanting to see it i almost went to see it today but i was trying to save it to watch it with julia didn't want to watch it without her but uh you know also do you not do sorry to bother you which i mean i know that was 2018 i think but it like sorry to bother you is incredible i think it came out in one of my favorite films uk in 2019 as well yeah it did it did i remember because i remember pestering paul about it yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah big 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 year this year Uh, he might have shown up in one or two other films who knows but um 
But anyway, yeah, you, so you got him. You've got uh, the guy who played Arnold. Eric uh, Bogosian. Yeah, Eric yeah, Bogosian. Eric yeah. Bogosian. He's, he's incredible. Been Legend. in a lot of films. Um, you, he's sort of almost like, you know, like uh, like that Joe Pantoliano, Joey Pants kind of guy. He's yeah. just in a in a lot of fucking films. You see him in a lot of things, you know. You see um, him in a lot of things. Uh, he is the Joey Pants of this movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but everyone else pretty much are non-actors or first-time actors or yeah, people like who are just Julia stepping Fox. in. Yeah, yeah, so number one, Julia Fox. My God, she's incredible. incredible. She's like basically like steals the show almost. Like, you know. Completely. It's good as like Kevin Garnett. Like we talked, well, we talked about Kevin Garnett, but I mean, mm. you know, he's not done a film either, but um, as good as he is, he's as good Kevin as Garnett, like. like- yeah. Keith Stanfield, as good as uh, what shit. I mean, The Weeknd showed up in the film. Uh, you know, as good as all these people are in the film, even Adam Sandler. You know, uh, she just comes up and just like kind of stills stills the show a little Definitely bit. Definitely steals amazing. the show. She's she's stolen the show. She's stolen my heart. She can steal whatever the hell she wants. <laughs> like what a woman. Yeah. And she's she's like I was I was on Instagram the other day and she did like an AMA and then on the third question she was like I'm tired I'm gonna stop doing this and I'm like you are so amazing <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she was just like she was not having it and I was like yeah it was some silly question but no no she was yeah. she's incredible she's like I've also gone down the rabbit hole of watching a bunch of her like press stuff for this film mm-hmm. and she's like yeah they they sort of wrote this character based on me. And then they offered me the role and mm-hmm. then sort of, yeah, they had her in mind for this character this whole time. And she was like, yeah, I know I'm a lot like yeah. her. And I was like, oh my God, of course. And I would love to just be around that presence all the time. Cause she's just so like no nonsense in the most like subtle, not really subtle, but it's like the most, like you think about women from New York, it like, they're a lot like bigger and louder than, than you would expect Julia to be. But then you're kind of like, no, no, she's, she's like, she is from here she knows everything and she's really she's not gonna take any shit from anybody like yeah i love that scene at um the mohegan sun at the casino where wayne diamond just keeps hitting on her yeah she's God. just embodying every other woman's response in the world of just being like uh-huh yeah yeah uh-huh. okay and she's okay like, yeah okay <laughs> and i was like oh, yeah when God. he walks away and she's like god oh, jesus christ yeah, all, like, day, oh, jesus. all day yeah <laughs> and then yeah. the switch happens immediately she's running for her life and yeah that's like yeah that's yeah. so i feel like yeah it's so much pressure and so much stress to be in like in, like imagine living that world you know like one second you just got back together with your boyfriend the next second he's telling you to get on a helicopter and bet all this money yeah like, and she handles it with such like ease and grace and it's wow wow mm-hmm. wow <laughs> apparently she met the softies particularly i think josh softy like uh mm. almost 10 years ago as well yeah like she's known them for a long time and mm. um she i think just met them through a chance encounter i think like they sort of had mutual friends or something they knew yeah. they knew some mutual people and uh they met each other but he sort of i think was sort of enamored by her as her presence like uh apparently she's like you know fashion designer and uh she's yeah, had she's like a, model. a bunch of yeah model bunch of different jobs around new york not mm-hmm. an actress though um but she yeah. would do like vine videos and stuff that he would watch and like apparently they're pretty funny and interesting vine videos and i'm gonna look would, this up right now this is so yeah. up my alley she would do uh okay she, she would do like photography and she apparently did some art and stuff it sounds pretty wild like apparently she did like some art installation thing where she 
I can't remember what it was, like some screen printing thing where she might have used her own blood to like, <laughs> I have no Whoa, idea. Pretty what? wild. That's awesome. Yeah. Really uh, wild. So uh, Josh was pretty like enamored by her and was just like, oh man, this is like such an insane, you know, sort of character. And he started to write the um, the role for her. Um, and when he presented the script to her years ago, she was like, are you spying on me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is my life. Stop it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when they would start, you know, continue to write the film over the years, like mm. he would, and he told me it was a bit stuck. He would go to her. And apparently she even came up with the whole like tattoo thing. Like uh, her, her getting Howie tattooed on her. Yeah. Like, they were like, back. okay, awesome. so what would you do in this situation? Your character, what would you be doing? Like, how, how would you like, you know, how would you rectify this situation? You would. Yeah, you and your boyfriend have gotten into a, a fight and stuff. What would you do? Because he thinks you're fucking the weekend. Yeah, and <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I get a tattoo. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, that's like genius. all her. Yeah. She's, she's, she's iconic. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, you know. What she does next. The future, no, yeah, what the future holds for her. She, I, I've looked on her IMDb. There is something else that she's got coming up. But, I mean, I don't know if that's if that will even be a big film or not. Like, who knows? But mm-hmm. I imagine after this. She's going to get a ton of big film offers. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's crazy, like, what, you know, non-actors can can bring to a film, particularly oh, the completely. next guy I have on my list is uh, the guy who plays Yussi. Uh, Yussi, yeah. Yussi. Yeah, he's an actual jeweler. Yeah, real-life jeweler. Uh, his yeah, name his is... His Instagram is insane. Have you seen it? No, I've not. Oh, my God. There was this one... <laughs> there was this one video that went so, like... It went viral. It was all over Twitter. He was like trying to sell jewels in the midst of like the Iran crisis. Really? And I was like, well, yeah, oh, I was God. like, this is crazy. And the rest of it's pretty crazy too. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's a character, like definitely a, like a Diamond District character. Yeah. His name is, uh, is it Maksud, Maksud uh, Ag- Agjani? Is that his name? Is that how you pronounce that last name? Agjani? Agjani? I need to pull up his name. Sorry. I, apologies. I think it's Agjani. Agjani? Yeah, but... um. Apologies, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm. famously he was uh, he was embroiled in a public social media spat with uh, Takashi Six Nine. Oh my uh, god, <laughs> that's and, the uh, best. This was that's in uh, 2018 over a twenty five thousand dollar bracelet. He said he lent the performer and was never paid for. Uh, oh. And then that situation apparently was covered by several hip hop media outlets. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, so he was definitely all over World Star. He was definitely yeah. all over like the Shade Room complex, all of that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's real life. Uh, you know, Howie, Howie Bling yeah, right Howie, there. That's Howie for you. Yeah, um, I will say that that guy is funny as he is in the film. Um, and his scene, he the scene oh he's in it is probably the best scene when Ho- oh Howard opens up the. Uh, it's the, the best fish. line delivery. Yeah, of you the year, just, maybe? I, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna put it in. We, we can't, can't like it. we can't do it justice. <laughs> no, I can't, I really can't. I think about it three times a day because I'm like, yeah. of course he would react like this. Yeah, like I of I course cry. And yes, he's just like I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> and he's like, No, no, no! Just take this Gucci. Like, take this Gucci shirt. Just take it. And I was like, Oh my god! I think that scene's so fucking funny though, because so one, that funny. line is hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Adam Sandler is just so great in it. But then Yussi is like horrible. Yeah. He's actually kind of horrible in the scene. But like, he, yeah. they just they like bad acting almost. Like, uh, but they mm-hmm. they do this clever thing of like 
cueing in the music and just sort of like putting him in the background of him just like delivering these like lines almost sort of like he's reading cue cards and uh just like oh are you listening to me howard you're just looking at this fish like you know it's just it's just so bad and then like they just sort of he just like lower his sound a little bit and just just like you really focus in on howard and then he then he delivers this line cut in now holy shit i'm gonna come and fuck you man i'm finished with this shithole <laughs> there we go. Uh, um, speaking of non-actors, my favorite one, other than Julia, I think, is Wayne Diamond. Like, mm, he's, yeah, good what a ridiculous, good god! Like, you know how we all <laughs> we often compare men to cartoons. I've yeah. never ever been able to say that more firmly than I do with this man, and I mean that in the best way. Like, he's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his byline is the guy with the permanent tan. Yeah, and he was apparently like one of the biggest like i think dressmakers or one of the biggest like fashion people in new york for like a really long time and there was this great profile that circled around i don't remember which publication is it but i'll probably link it to you after this yeah but he he goes crazy talking about like he goes crazy talking about doing the movie and doing uncle james he's like no i'm gonna do more movies i'm gonna do more movies <laughs> and he was talking about an after party where um, he brought his wife and his wife couldn't stop dancing with Timothy Chalamet. And he was like, oh, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, <laughs> yes, this is everything. This is everything. It's yeah. He, he also comes in at the most opportune time in this film. And I think does the most important job where he sort of I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you probably watch the film or going yeah. to see the film. Yeah. But like he helps Julia carry the money out of the casino. And he he's just, he's just still sort of like Julia has him wrapped around her finger and he thinks it's the other way around. It's like watching not necessarily a delusion, but like the kind of like, I don't know. He's a very he's a very fun man to watch. Like, I wish there was a Wayne Diamond reality show that I could just consume on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, he's such a weird guy. Like such Paul sent, sent me his Instagram. Oh, it's uh, insane. It's so insane. I didn't like, you know, because I wasn't really sure like what was going on. Funny enough, both times I watched this film, I, I watched it with Paul. Uh, the yeah. second Aww. time I watched it, like I watched Shut it up, with, with Julia and Paul. Uh, and I was at the cinema on 35. It, but yeah, it just turned out that Paul happened to be seeing it the same night. So we just sat together mm-hmm. and we were just like laughing our asses off at so many things because we had already seen it together before and we knew what was yeah. coming. And this guy like had us giggling and we were also like giggling at just how like the audience was reacting to the film and stuff, which is oh, amazing. It's insane. Which I'll it's I'll talk electric. about that like in a bit. But you know, Wayne Diamond, this guy, like you know, what? you want to give an actor uh, a second life. Want to give somebody again. an Oscar? Give it to Wayne Diamond. No, no. <laughs> what I'm gonna say is, if you want to give an actor a uh, chance to show his chops one more time, uh, back in 2008, you had a guy named Mickey Rourke have a career. Uh, you know, defining moment of performing in The Wrestler. Here we go. This is how we get a wrestler reference in. I say mm-hmm. do a Wayne Diamond film and uh, get Mickey Rourke to play him because, my God, he looks sort of like a crazy Mickey Rourke anyway. He looks, so, he looks like a... He looks like, a <laughs> he looks like Mickey Rourke if he was put in the deep fryer for too long. He looks like Mickey Rourke if they never got him help for all the drugs he was taking back in the day. He looks you know? like if Mickey Rourke never got help for those drugs, when those drugs would turn somebody's skin pale, 
it would do like it did the opposite. <laughs> just doing drugs like, in a tanning bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing drugs under the the Mohegan Sun, snorting <laughs> snorting coke upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that guy is insane. Uh, there's crazy. also like Arnold's heavies, like uh, those, yeah, yeah. those couple of guys. Those are so those scary. guys are really scary. They actually but seem so like awesome. yeah. You you would think that they're like you know legit sort of tough guys that have been in films before, but none of them are like we're actors. Like uh, mm. the main guy uh, Keith is it his yeah. name? Like um, Keith William Richards. Yeah, he's like he's crazy. Like uh, in the softies t- would talk about like during the casting uh, process with their casting director, they would, they would be like, you know, finding all these different crazy people and stuff. And some of these people just legitimately scared them so much that they just couldn't cast them because they were like, good God. But then they were talking about when they were filming this, you know, particularly that scene where they have Adam Sandler, the whole like resurfacing your swimming pools. Oh my Um, God. I love that. In the car. Yeah. And uh, they're all like fighting over each other. Like, you know, and just, and they're taking his clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and they're God. screaming and hollering at each other and mm. just going nuts. And and uh, the, I guess the softies just sort of like let them loose because they're just kind of like, all right, well, you know, we're just going to let these guys kind of do this or whatever. But at the same time, they're like having to tell them like, hey, don't actually punch Adam don't Sandler. Adam. Like, you yeah. know, don't hurt him. Like, Jesus Christ, you yeah. can, we can edit this to make it look like yeah. you've actually hit him. Uh, we're in a moving <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> yeah. And then they're also like, uh, you've got, um, you know, Arnold up in the front, like, you know, he's just like, apparently like, just don't mention out. my name. Don't even, don't <laughs> even say my name. I was like, this is the energy yeah. for the rest of the year, ladies. Apparently he's saying, apparently he was just up in the front when they were shooting that just sort of like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, I have lines here. I have lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I have lines. So, I mean, that's what they were working with. Just like, you it's know, guys who just had no idea what they were doing, but they've yeah. created this amazing sort of like, amalgamation it's of so like scary. talent yeah. versus non-talent and just creating like a fucking insane ride i don't know it's it's crazy it's terrifying uh, it's one of those things where like i know how he's gonna get out of this but i really think if this were real he wouldn't like he's yeah. like I, he was like i hear you're taking my money and betting at places i heard you're i heard you're resurfacing your swimming pool and yeah. then how it's just like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> You insane! <laughs> he fucking bit me. He yeah. like bit somebody, right? Yeah, In yeah. That he scene? Bit, awesome. Yeah. Crazy. I, I don't think it was the uh, the main. Heavy it wasn't him. It was the other guy. Yeah. Apparently, that guy, um, Keith William Richards, he was a 9/11 first responder. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, like New York, yeah. you know, full yeah, of New York man, full of people. I mean, Steve Buscemi was full of the most interesting. Yeah, Steve was Steve Buscemi was. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Sandler played one. And, oh yeah, uh, wait, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> yeah, oh maybe my God. I don't know if he was meant to actually be one, but he was like a volunteer fire to, uh, fighter, I think, in that film. I watched like uh, his like Adam Sandler's new stand-up special a while ago, and I said, I can't believe I've like put this off for so long, and people just let me do it because they're like, oh, I tried Adam Sandler, he does shitty movies. I was like, no, he's a great comedian. Like, what yeah. are you on about? And it was just, and he did that song like in to sort of honor Chris Farley, and I just couldn't oh, stop yeah. crying. Yeah, and I was like, "Why am I crying? This is an Adam Sandler special. You are supposed to laugh." <laughs> I was like, "Why are you crying?" Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. that relationship with him and Chris Farley is just incredible. That's, anyway, like, 
Oh, uh, that was sort of like my day. youth, really, because like I grew yeah. up watching that shit, like in, um, mm. you know, f- you know, like from a young age, watching Chris Farley films and stuff. And when he passed away, it was just like, oh man, that sucks. No, but hard, like, yeah. you know, it would have been amazing to see him uh, do more uh, serious roles, sort of like the way Adam Sandler's gotten the chance to mm-hmm. do like some pretty serious roles. Because I'm sure Chris Farley could have like really killed it because he was just so insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah um uh, yeah. well we're gonna go from like some some non-actors i mean we're we're talking about you know we've hit hit a lot i mean we talked about the weekend a little bit i mean the weekend has a mm-hmm. very small part in the film but uh just happens to like kind of be an integral part of the film really yeah, of the film, yeah. part of the flowing uh narrative of the story um you know the the party that he's he's singing at and stuff and that sort of sets up the whole thing with uh julia and uh howard yeah. to to have their big falling out and all that but um also we were doing I mean, anything we were just doing coke and i was like that's the best line you could ever <laughs> yeah. that's the best excuse like we weren't doing anything what we were doing yes yeah. her uh, walk of yeah, shame back like when when oh uh, my god howard gets in the car and he refuses yeah. to let her in and just kind of like tells her to fuck off basically like and she's she, like uh, fuck you howard yeah. Her walk back is amazing. Just that yeah. whole like that whole when thing. When she yells at the people so, in line, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why you're waiting in line. That's why you're in the fucking cold. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so Iconic. Good. That's how you should just respond to anything, really. Yeah. It's like that's why I was already inside. You're waiting outside. So fuck off. It's incredible. <laughs> also, this but, movie has like I think the sixth or fourth most of like fucks ever in cinema. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I'll get to that in one second. Uh, before with that, I was just going to say like with mm. how the actors, we've got a lot of, uh, name, a- big name actors, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, no, no name people, some people who are going to become future stars like Julia Fox. But then there's also the random, just, Hey, give us someone famous and name them, uh, sort of element of this film. Obviously there was, mm. uh, Kevin Garnett, but then there's yep. particularly the moment when Howard stops by his apartment with his son and his son wants to use the bathroom howard tells him that he has to use the neighbor's bathroom basically because he doesn't want him to go into the the apartment because he one doesn't know if uh you know julia has left the apartment because by this point he's thrown her out he's gone back to it's his mistress's apartment basically where he sleeps with her every night and on the way he says oh well you know we can uh you're gonna have to use the neighbor's toilet he ends up he does end up going into one of the neighbors, but but before that, like he knocks on a door and he says, "Oh, this guy will let you in." He, you know, he's a nice guy. He played in Good Times and Coming to America. And then he knocks on the door, yeah. and the actual John Amos answers it's the John door. John Amos, his neighbor so, is John Amos. <laughs> so fucking random, so weird. And it's just Which like so refuses funny. to let him in. He's like, "Nah," <laughs> just closes the he's door. Like, no, on I'm him. not gonna let this random kid uh, use my toilet. That's so iconic. fucking great. Yeah. Oh, and man, like uh, like Cash Out and Trinidad James were like in the film as part of like at the party or part of an entourage. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things yeah. where these were the people on that scene and that's awesome that's crazy such a crazy film um, such a crazy film what a ride before we before we get into the fuck fucks all the fucks um uh-huh. uh, we got to talk about two cool things in the film that i think are amazing uh one is the opening and closing uh credit sequences oh of um, course floating through the opal uh yeah or through space I guess at the essentially ends, uh Without spoiling anything, through ha- floating yeah. through something else. Through Howie. <laughs> through Howie. Flowing through yeah. Howie. Let's leave it at that. 
<laughs> it's a it's amazing though those, those shots are so cool like um and it's inspired by the work of uh photo micrographers um mm-hmm. particularly danny j sanchez and edward gublin yeah yeah and they like apparently were struggling so hard to find visual references for it for their effects guys mm-hmm. and then they saw like these uh like yeah the the that kind of photography and they were like yeah yeah no this is it and then their effects guys were like okay yeah we'll see and then it I came think- out wonderful yeah, I think those like opening sequences, like in close the opening closing closing sequences, really just like flow so well for the film. Though, like it just really it takes you in. You know, you're about to go in for this, and then it like lets you go at the end. You know, it's like it's so fucking important. You know how things are yeah. set up. Um, you know, I mean, it's like I think of that like when I'm writing a song, or like even when you know doing these podcasts and stuff you get like thinking about how are we going to flow someone in how are we going to flow them out and have a good ride along the way and i think that's like really important in films and like they fucking nailed it with that film uh with uncut gems and uh also that gets propped up by the score as well and the score is incredible the score is perfect i listen to it like a lot like i mean a lot like it's my workout mix it's my going yeah like in the car like it's everywhere I was going to bring up, like, it, like the opening sequences remind me a lot of, like, Enter the Void. Because you kind mm-hmm. of, like, you're going in and you're staying here. We are not yeah. letting you go anywhere until we say so. And that's exactly what that film is. Like, this film yeah. is. Like, just sets you up. Like, you're just It, it sets you up stuck and it keeps in there. you there. Yeah. You're stuck. And yeah. you will be. It, it's like, I love that the film about this gem that consumes people does end up consuming people that watch the film. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's I mean like, like a very it's it's crazy like because um the thing about the the gym and like I was sort of saying like the whole thing of consuming people and like how it causes like, you know, not only Adam Sandler's character to mm-hmm. kind of go crazy over it, it also causes Kevin Garnett's character to go crazy over it. And yeah. uh that that whole dynamic is just amazing and like oh, I was talking about like watching the film with an audience and just I think yeah. it's so important if you can if you still haven't seen this film yet go like I'm people. sorry if we spoiled it or if you have yeah. seen it like go see it with people uh if it's you've seen it else. like you know if you have if you've not seen it with the audience or if you've not seen it with a really good audience or whatever go to the Prince Charles Cinema cuz I'm going to release this before we we end our run hopefully and um hopefully. yeah i mean it might like, just end up being there for a while yeah you know? i mean it's know. looking like it it's doing really well so far and um you know it helps being the only place you can get it in the uk on 35 but um you know it's so so good with an audience like everyone was really respectful i think it's one of those things where i think going into it like people i think just don't know what to expect from it and they start watching it and then like they can't really act out i don't think because they're so i think it's one of the most engrossing films i've watched like you know in the last year like um yeah another film that i uh like saw a little late and ended up getting added into my like um top 10 of the year uh which was just under this was uh the lighthouse and that was oh that was another just extremely engrossing film and funny enough it's robert pattinson yeah. You know, straight off of uh have it a lot of a lot of love from good time. So um but yeah. anyway, you know, it's like it's 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 crazy. Like uh just the audience, like it was so funny just listening to some of the people, like particularly the 
the scene because like the whole film adam sandler's doing shit like you said earlier you're you're kind of like yeah you're you're rooting for him it's almost like i was going to say this earlier as well like uh the way connie's character is in good time you Mm -hmm. you root for him in a different kind of way because even though he's done it's sort of self-inflicted both characters they get themselves in these horrible you know Mm -hmm. scenarios where it's self-inflicted but you feel like it's always to be better or like to live better lives yeah yeah whereas connie i feel like he comes from more of like he's just trying to survive how yeah. it kind of comes from a, a, like, it's very greedy, you know? Like, and, yeah, um, it's an addiction. No, it's yeah. literally like his gambling addiction yeah. is him, you know? And, and Howard is the thing about, like, about good time. Yeah, it is about survival, but you also get a sense that Connie at the end of the day is trying to protect his brother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Howard is just trying to stay afloat. Yeah. And you yeah. really sort of feel that, that, like, it just feels like every single day it's another hurdle, another hurdle, yeah. another hurdle. And then he flips and he's like, he breaks down and everything. But then the second he gets the call, like, okay, Kevin Garnett still wants a gem. He's like, yeah. yep. All right, we're back. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Big mood. It's just like, <laughs> I, I nothing's, <laughs> nothing's enough, you know, like, it's always just no, like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that is, I guess, you know, addiction. So, I mean, I guess we can yeah. throw one of those, like, exclaimers out, man, dude, if you got, like, any sort of problems with addiction just maybe go go uh talk to someone you know like get some help because it's not good man this is not a good it's not a good life you know if you're addicted to uh gambling and stuff (laughs) Mm. like you can get in some crazy trouble man crazy trouble but uh yeah i mean it's it's insane the two like both of the characters like connie and howard i mean they're both just like some people you want to pull for for different reasons, very different reasons. Yeah. But you know, it's just like it's incredible the kind of ride you go along with them. Uh, Uncut Gems has that sort of more of a funnier, lighthearted uh, sort of vibe at times, at least. Like you know, yeah, um, like because it's still Adam Sandler, and you yeah. you look at Howie, you're rooting for him in the sense that oh, sweetie, no, yeah. you know, like you're kind of like oh no, you really shouldn't have done that, and you could have easily not done that. Whilst yeah. with Connie, you're kind of like, I, I think you know what you're doing, sort of. So yeah, you do yeah. Thing. And um, it's like, there's, really there's like that just distance, but with Howie, really you're depressing. like, oh, I really just <laughs> yeah. want you to be okay. <laughs> yeah. We got too excited. Our gems were way too uncut. We got too excited. Gems are way too uncut. <laughs> what is there to say about the cutting of one's gems? What is there left well, to say? But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, lot. I was looking, I was trying to look into uh, what it all meant, you know, weeks and weeks back. Um, yeah, like the, You're the like, what idea are these behind, people talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, the idea behind cut gems and uncut gems, and uh, the yeah. softies basically said that you know someone who has uh, cut gems is they're they're completely sucks, exposed they and they're out there yeah. and they kind of they're they're showing themselves off and they're they're like you know maybe proud of that or something. With someone who's uncut has uncut gems is someone who is you know maybe hiding a little bit and not totally yeah. revealing their their uh their they're desires sort of, and and everything out they're not out in the yeah. open you know and they're making these deals and yeah it's they got it's all a, these flaws but they're wearing yeah. it just as the same as their gems you know? yeah they're showing yeah, off yeah they're showing off a self that might not be true but i think that's a little bit more human isn't it you know like, yeah no completely that's yeah. the thing. Howard is an uncut gem. Like he's yeah. this person that's like everybody knows him. Everybody wants things from him, but at the end of the day, he's he's just freaking out. But he's getting through it, and mm-hmm. and you want him to get through it. And he's he does these insane things, and he wants 
Like the bets he places are insane. They're so hard to follow, but you're like, okay, he sort of knows what he's doing. Yeah. But if something backfires, it's kind of like, yeah, no, he's only a person. He's only human, you know? And, and <laughs> I really appreciate that about this. Yeah. I was like, you know, six way parlay, Celtic Sixers, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So well, I guess man. before we like uh, get into the last little bit, I have, um, mm-hmm. I, I did want to talk about the whole like, gambling side of things and the sports nature yeah. of it because it is a big part of the film and Massive. you know um i love that the softies have made it so approachable like you know there's a lot of films it's accessible. Sometimes, yeah yeah like there's so many films like that have a sort of gambling side to it or betting on a basketball game or this or that like uh because mm-hmm. that's largely part of the film this um uh you know, Howard's making these bets all around town, but he's also selling like jewels and like, you know, like I said earlier, he's just like, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, that whole sort of thing. But he's also making bets and the whole yeah. thing of like, he gives the terminology like of, you know, that it gets thrown out there, but it's not like given to you in a way where the viewer feels lost of what's going on. It's very mm-hmm. like, I love that they just kind of like, give it to you in a very easy to understand sort of way because like when I look at betting and gambling and all the odds and stuff, I don't understand it, but I don't bet, which is probably good. But, um, yeah, but like, it's very confusing, like the odds and all that sort of stuff. And like, I just never really looked into it enough to figure out Mm -hmm. what it all means. But like you hear all these terms and all that sort of stuff in this film. And it's just like, like we were saying, it's accessible. They make it so that like anyone who's going to watch this gets what's going on. Yeah. And you get really invested. Like Julia doesn't, watch basketball and she's like probably never like i don't know but probably never really watched a basketball game before and like mm-hmm. um you know she was like totally buying in and getting like really on the edge of her seat the whole time you know and like that was going back into like with the audience and stuff like watching yeah. this and um you know hearing the audience sort of react to these moments like particularly the auction you know like just like yeah that whole it's so tense the whole everything's just it's so, so tense. tense and and it's one of those know, sequences where you're just like i want this to be more but then yeah. you get sort of the end result and you're like oh no okay that's exactly how this should play out yeah and i like, you know it's I, yeah I could hear someone in in the audience and it's like one of those sort of things like where it didn't really bother me. Like, you know, sometimes you hear things in in the cinema and you're just kind of like, oh, Mm. God, shut up. But like, you know, um, you know, I heard I could just hear the audience just reacting to the the auction scene and just it wasn't going right. And just people like, shit, 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 shit. Like I could just hear someone just saying that. and It's amazing. Like just hearing those sounds like I love I love that when you can just hear how a film is making like an entire audience react to it. Like it's, oh, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you already said this, this is the last little bit I had. And I, so mm-hmm. fun, fun little uncut gems, not anything to do with uncut gems, but a game. Yeah. I love games. It's the fourth most uh, film in history to use the F word. Um, uh-huh. It basically was 500 fucks given. <laughs> Uh, oh number four God, in history of all time. But what I want to know if number you four, can name... Yeah, there we go. I want us to know if you can name the other five without looking it up. Uh, okay. Um, I know that Wolf of Wall Street is one of them. Yep, it is. It's um, uh, 569, so just ahead of Uncut Gems, oh, number three. Is it like... Are you asking me for the like the ones above it? Or just the other ones on the list? If you can name any of the other in the top five. Oh. Um, I think you're lost if you've you've already named one and that was the easiest one. Yeah, that was like the easiest one. <laughs> oh, there was like there was like that um 
That was like that documentary about the word fuck or something. Yeah, there you go. That's right? two. Yeah, okay. It's called Fuck the Documentary. Um, 857 fucks given. What else? I know that Goodfellas is on the list, but it's like pretty low on the list. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not in, in the, the top, top five. five. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the other the other ones are. Yeah. Um, the other two no. are probably pretty. One's pretty obscure. The other is like cult as fuck. If you know it, you know it. Like, but if you don't, you mm-hmm. don't. All right. So number one on the list with nine hundred and thirty-five fucks given is <laughs> Swearnet the movie. What is uh, this? So Swearnet the movie. I've personally not seen it, but I know of it um, because I know of the people who run Swearnet. Uh, these are the guys who are Wait, responsible for up. Trailer oh, Park trailer Boys. Oh, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. So, oh, I know who those are. <laughs> yeah, so Trailer Park Boys, They after the series ended, they wanted to kind of keep going as a group, and they created this thing called Swearnet. And um, uh-huh. Swearnet, they use it as a vehicle to do different projects, and um, eventually they bought back the rights to Trailer Park Boys from the television production company in Canada, and that's how they ended up getting picked up by Netflix, and now they're doing, you know... Trailer Park Boys galore nowadays, but you know, yeah, they're everywhere. So yeah, Swearnet was a movie they created at the time, uh-huh. and it has a lot of fucks in it. That's number one. <laughs> uh, yeah, number two was Fuck the Documentary. That's uh-huh. eight hundred fifty-seven. That uh, you got Wolf of Wall Street, right? As well, of course, five hundred and sixty-nine. Then you've got uh-huh. Uncut Gems at five hundred, and then Ooh, number five is a film I actually kind of like. I watched it again not too long ago, like probably two uh-huh. or three years ago, and it probably wasn't as good as I remember. It's called Summer of Sam. Okay. Uh, which, is that the one about the serial killer? Yeah, it's about sort is of. Is that Son of Sam? Yeah, uh, about Son of Sam, yeah. Okay. Um, so it takes place. I've never seen this. I don't know. It's got a pretty cool cast as well. It's got uh, John, John Leguizamo. Oh, man, come on. And Adrian Brody. I'm going to go see this. Uh, I'm gonna track this down. Yeah, it's it basically they it's set, it's set in the '70s during the mm-hmm. hottest summer of 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 record uh, in New York City, and um, so do the right thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, is set at the same time as do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, basically the whole the whole idea is the you know son of Sam is out there killing people, but you have uh-huh. this whole story of John Leguizamo and Adrian Brody who've been friends for their entire lives. And, uh, you know, John Leguizamo is a bit of a player who likes to go clubbing and stuff at um, Mm -hmm. the big clubs. And Adrian Brody gets into the whole punk rock scene and, you know, people start pointing the fingers trying to figure out who is the son of Sam. And of course they point fingers at the the weirdo punk rock guy. And uh, yeah, the whole thing is pretty wild film. Um, but, oh, Spike you know, Lee directed it. Yeah, he did. So That's it right. Fuck took yeah, place yeah. At Sorry, the same I, time I completely just did not remember that Spike <laughs> Lee directed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, pretty wild film. Do the right thing was eighty nine. So this is like. Yeah, this was the nineties. Yeah, like the nineties. I think yeah, or early two thousands, but probably nineties. No, no, it's it's it was in ninety nine. Oh, okay. Like 10 yeah. Years later. Okay. But still, really- it's about a summer in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer in New York, hottest summer. You know, yeah. Sorry, it yeah. wasn't much of a game, but hey, I just wanted to see if you could uh, guess fine. the other fucks given. <laughs> yeah. I give many yeah. fucks about Uncut Gems. Yeah. Many. I've, I just felt like that was a good, you know, good way to <laughs> wrap it up to figure <laughs> out how many fucks you give about this film. Yeah. A lot Too of fucks. Too many. Too many fucks. <laughs> Too no, many. I don't like, think there's enough of, fucks to yeah. give. I think 
you, there's a lot of fucks to give for this film. Oh yeah, of course. There's like, plenty more to go around. Literally, as you were talking about Good Time earlier, I've, I've got a Good Time poster and the next to it is an Uncut Gems poster. Yeah. Well, that's so good. That's I mean, where, yeah. I'm looking forward that's to see how... what the softies do next, you know? Oh yeah. Apparently they're there's... doing like a remake of 48 Hours. I did I did read that. Apparently they yeah. didn't want it to be a proper remake, but maybe more yeah. of an original story. But, you know, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, after Good Time, they were offered a bunch of, like, um, superhero movies, apparently, but then they turned it down to do <laughs> good Uncut Gems. Thank God. Thank God. Scorsese <laughs> yeah. oh, would never have, like, executive produced their superhero film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to, you know, Scorsese's got to pass that torch to someone, and it's got to be yeah. someone who's willing to boys. say, fuck Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvel movies are still cool. Whatever. They're, yeah. they're, they're like... Not to not to get into that discourse, but like I have fun with them, but I also know they're not the pinnacle of cinema. Like yeah. I like better. There are better movies that exist. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's know. not this podcast. Who cares? That's not this podcast. And I would get into a fight with so many people that still work at the Prince Charles over Marvel movies, and I'm not about to do that yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Let's wrap this this uh, thing back up. It's been long, brother. We're, yeah, we're going into um, going through Two hour territory. we're going through the blood, the blood hole, the bullet hole right now, uh, coming yeah, out on the other the side. Um, yeah. Last little, just give your last little why this is this film's so fucking awesome to you, and just uh, in a quick little sentence. In a quick little sentence, this yeah. film is the most human of like any performance you'll ever get but it's also the most nerve-wracking so i think it's as close to being human right now at least in the last decade you'll i think you'll ever get yeah like obviously not in the sense that i mean he is still like you know like white jewish dude like he's not you know a brown person such as myself or a queer person or uh, like um any other sort of marginalized group but he's still a human being whose Mm -hmm. story is really universal like we all struggle with different stuff and we all deal with it in different ways and his way just happens to be really insane yeah um but yeah it's 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 a great film i love it very dearly it's one of those things where like i'm gonna look back in like 20 years and be like you remember when that shit came out that shit was crazy and i'm so lucky to have been able to experience it i'm so lucky to to have been able to see it before it came out properly and in a cinema like yeah i can't wait for it to be on netflix because everybody's gonna get to see it and how important yeah definitely it is to, to yeah i mean like right you now. know it's it's cool because you you talk about like your favorite films uh being like mm. synecdoche new york or yeah or showgirls, showgirls or something but like you were too young or something like that at the time to have seen those when they came out yeah you know when so they came out, yeah. particularly showgirls i, I mean now. yeah so now you got this dude. yeah yeah so I mean, like no, you know, completely. like where 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 does this sit? You know, in that in, list. In that list, has it unseated? Right now, is it top? It's unseated. Showgirls. So I think it's number. I don't know. Actually, no. I, I'm pretty sure it's number one right now. All right. Um, like Synecdoche and Showgirls will always have a special place in my heart, and so will like Hobbs and Shaw. You know, you know yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Bad but Boys for Life last night. Oh my god! I'm so ready for that. It's pretty fun. Is it? Okay, great. It's basically I'm like excited. the same film as Gemini Man, but a hell of a lot more fun. But like story, yes, story Gemini wise, Man was basically the same. Dumb. Gemini <laughs> Man. Okay, Gemini Man had more substance than Joker, and you can quote me on that. 
uh, anyway. I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like with with gems, it's like yeah, no, the like that whole thing of um the whole showgirls connection. To me, it's like these two films that celebrate excess and sort of criticize it all in the same breath. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting, especially now. Um, where everything you can see and everything you can sort of buy or not buy or just you can see people live these insane lives as well as living your own as well as seeing people that are not as fortunate you know it's 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 crazy how like it's it's one of those films where i don't know what the world is going to be like in 20 30 years but this is like a mark of what life was like yeah. at this point in time like it was yeah, made definitely. in 2019 and it was set in 2012 and that decade has to mean something yeah no but yeah i think it's really important to me and i love it (laughs) no i think like people look back on this and you know in years and years from now and it'll get that sort of recognition of being like you know one of the one of the great films you know like it's fucking incredible movie um it didn't crack my top films like top Mm. you know two but it was number three but you know number um, three so yeah like my number yeah so I mean, like nearly like, yeah, I saw the lighthouse after I saw this. So I was mm -hmm. the whole thing. of like, oh, I guess the lighthouse has to be number three now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I, I had the same sort of thing. I saw a lighthouse after this as well. And uh, yeah, but you know, it's, it's such a good movie. And I think like Adam Sandler totally got robbed. I think the softies got robbed um, from being, I mean, this film hadn't, hasn't been, given uh any sort of recognition in any of the major awards um yeah through the whole year i wasn't surprised when there was no oscar nominations for it because it hadn't been picked up anywhere else and it's a shame yeah. it's uh incredible acting by adam sandler mm. um you know it's got some it's incredible shot really well. yeah shot really well like, i understand if they're not going to give any of the supporting actors any roles but they're incredible as well julia fox like is a, julia a fox future is star awesome. Yeah, completely. Um, Kevin Garnett, like honestly, it takes so much not only to play yourself, but to play like such a younger version of yourself that was under so much scrutiny at the time. Yeah. Like props to that guy. Because Definitely. oh my God, that must have been so hard. And he yeah, yeah. like he made it look so easy. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said yeah. it was easy and then and then later oh, what a man. He was talking to like different people who were just like, Oh, you know, that's not actually that easy. You know, it's yeah. not that yeah. easy to play See, yourself, you know, like people who Rajon have played Rondo themselves, could never. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And then, you know, like the cinematography is amazing. The editing is incredible. The incredible. music, insane. like the music the got robbed, like the the yeah. score, like it's definitely leaps and bounds better than Joker's score. Oh, and wow. And it like didn't get... The J word. Didn't get <laughs> Twice we've dropped you know? the J word. Well, I mean... <laughs> That that yeah. film has gotten so many award nominations. It's kind of I know, ridiculous. I'm it's a, it's, I'm literally it like, is why? a joke. It's a joke. Gemini like, Man deserves more awards than this. Please stop <laughs> this madness, like right now. I mean, Gemini Man at least has something to say. You know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like Joker doesn't even know what his <laughs> message is, and I'm gonna get yeah. so much shit from my friends that are white guys. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at this it moment it's sort of to each their own, really. But you know, yeah, no, completely, like, completely. But you know, it's 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 a shame. This film deserves it's a, a lot shame. more. But yeah. I think I'm it glad will, it's sweeping it, the indie spirit awards, though. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And it's gonna, it's gonna, I think, in the end of the day, be more remembered than a lot of other films that than the J you know, Yeah, yeah. That will, you know, uh, don't. I think at the end of the day, like 
people are going to look back and be like, fuck yeah, that was a great film. Mm -hmm. And I I look forward to see what the softies do next and how many other amazing films. And hopefully one day we'll look back at them and be like, not only like a great brother pair, like the Coen brothers, but like, you know, like, you know, great directors like Martin Scorsese or something like that. When you look back at a really great performers as well. Yeah. Insane list of work, you know, hopefully they'll just keep it up. So anyway, uh, they they do TV eventually. I hope, I really hope. Yeah, because then I'll, I, I just I, I will find my way to weasel my way onto that set. Just be like, <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna help. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like of... these are these are like people I'll all like in my career I'll always look up to. You know, yeah. like I think I think everyone maybe like at least ten to twenty years older than me that went to film school as well like had had their first Scorsese moment, had their first Paul Schrader moment, and we're like, no, these are the guys that I look up to. But mm-hmm. I'm lucky to live like to look up to right now to look up to the Safties and Greta Gerwig and Lulu Wong, like just literally existing in the world right now, which is really awesome to see. Yeah. So yeah. Well. I guess we can wrap up here, uh, Ariane. Yeah. Just tell people um, where to find you, what you're up to, because I know you got a little podcast thing going on as well. <laughs> I got a little, I got a little podcast going on. So yeah, um, I've got a new podcast out. It's called A Drip Town Memory Main. It's where me and a couple people that I grew up with or care deeply about, we just sit and talk about something that we enjoyed growing up uh, as people who grew up um, sort of in the early 2000s to the 2010s. Um, New, like an episode just came out last week. I think I'm going to take a little break because I have this really long episode to edit and I'm like, I can't do this in like a week. Um, yeah. I got the episode came out right now. It's about Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, which is oh, a yeah. Disney Channel original movie. Um, shout out Woo-hoo. to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it's with one of my best friends from high school. Um, so got that podcast coming out. Um, fuck it up. is still doing some stuff. Uh, if you see a post, it's probably me or Kima. Um, what else have I got going on? Um, I think I can say it. Like I've, I'm working on a film i'm shooting something next week um with a couple of friends which will be really interesting and that might be out in april or in may sweet it's kind of my first foray into it's like you know when you look at people that are like you know how tommy Wiseau is just like giving him every credit he can because he's in the film and wrote it and directed it and everything mm-hmm. this is like if he can do that i can do that too oh yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. you know there's so many examples of people no, completely. who are showing that you do that. that shit can yeah. just be done so it can just, just be done. Yeah, and then if you just, uh, you know, like Kevin Smith, you know. Um, exactly. He's like. Just do it a little bit better again, than Tommy Wiseau. But again, then, somebody you can look up to right now and just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, you've impacted my life in this way. And I am forever grateful. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you got. I haven't listened to the interview yet because I was like, I had to pause because I was watching Jane Silent Bob reboot just today. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I cried at the end because I'm a pussy. Oh, it's a very good movie. Very sad. It's a lovely movie. (laughs) It's lovely. But yeah, no, in the sense that, yeah, you just do, that's the thing I've learned in the last couple of months is like, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. If you have the time and the means to. So since you do right now, why not just do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, And just think about the softies, their hustle. They, 10 years ago, tried to, it took 10 years. Tried to get, you know, Adam Sandler, 10 years later, they did it. So, you know, you can do anything. You can do anything. You can do anything and it can take as long as it may take. Like, that's, yeah, just, just whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going through the motions, but you know, that's life. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, you can find Ariane at what? Ariane Anandita. Y'all know by now. Come on. Don't (laughs) act like you don't know already. Come on. (laughs) 
And you can find me at tall for all T-A-L-L, the mm-hmm. number four A-L-L. I just want to say thanks to everyone who is listening to this on Patreon. Um, thanks so much. So you have, you. Uh, you know, just Kept helped us on. out. Keeping the lights on, as, as we're yeah. saying. Um, but yeah, it's great. Thanks so much. Uh, we mentioned on the Kevin Smith episode, if you didn't hear that, that we had a little mm-hmm. idea for something. And I kind of want to get Ariane involved in on that. So we'll see. Please do. But uh, that's a kind of, a we, you know, we were talking about some stuff, you know, just a second ago, which it fits yeah. in perfectly with the idea. It's a fuck the Oscars. We're doing our own little awards ceremony called the Pod Charl, uh, the Pod Ooh, Charlies. The Pod Charl Award? The Pod, the Pod Charlies. Charlies. So yeah, oh um, we're going to give out some some of our some own awards. We're going to recognize Hell some yeah. films that we think that should, you know, be recognized. And I feel like, I definitely feel like um, Ariane is going uh, <laughs> to sweep. And then Ariane's going to yeah. definitely help out, I think, uh, if I Voting. tap her brain about some films yeah. that I probably haven't seen yet. So, you know, yeah. you know how it works. I don't watch films. You know how it works. You, yeah. I'll be like, John, have you seen this? And he's like, no. And then nah. I'll ask Paul and he'll is be it, like, yeah, of is course. It good? Is it good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I finally saw It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and I texted Paul Mitty and he's like, right, did you cry? And I was like, of course. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, I know John hasn't seen this. <laughs> no, but I want to though because yeah. I and I still haven't watched the uh, documentary um, uh, that came out oh, and yeah. it's just been released on Netflix. So that's like on my to-do list um, because I loved Mr. Rogers growing up. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah anyway, um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, as always, mm-hmm. just keep on Keep on keeping on. on. Tell your friends to uh, subscribe on to Patreon if you got anybody. If you like our podcast, if you think they'll like it too, um, fuck it. Just tell them. Tell them to join up. Uh, Fuck it. Fuck it. You know, tell everyone on Twitter and Facebook at the PCC Podcast. Add us in and just tell everyone. Mm -hmm. um, Tell tell them. Tell them. Tell them what's up. If you like Uncut Gems, tell them what's up. Tell them what's up. (laughs) Anyway, this has been us. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Keep on uh, keep on showing your support. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.